you love Christoph Waltz. Name two other movies he's in. Uh, the Inglorious Bastards movie. Good. Got it. Got and it. And there was another one that I really liked him in. <laughs> it's Django. Say Django. No, I haven't seen Django. No, but say Django. And she oh. and you'll be like, burn. Got you. Isn't it Django? Yeah, no. you got it. You got oh, it no. on the printer. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 466 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC. We're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these topical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're on Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are talking pop culture current events. But before we do that looky looky where we are we're in the cta what super cool podcasters refer to as the call to action now in this week's installment of here for the right reasons we're asking you to show your affection for the podcast in tangible ways during our birthday month of august now each week we're going to ask you to take the relationship one step further for zero dollars now this week you're one step further is to subscribe to our newsletter called Note for the Audio. We would love to cozy up in your inbox while committing to you that we will never sell your data unless, of course, we can get an amazing price for it. Now, simply go to the link in the show notes or visit knoxandjamie.com slash newsletter and sign up. Thank you for falling in love with the podcast. We're falling in love with you too. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Jamie, it's time to do The More You Know. The More You Know. This is a, I'm really excited uh, to do the more you know because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. But also, uh, as Jamie's just talking about, it's our birthday week. So that's a really exciting thing uh, to be here. nine. And also, I'm standing up for recording, which is a new energy. I've never done this before. Oh, I've been in the car all happen? day. And I'm like, I'm not sitting again. I can't do that. So I'm, I feel... I kind of feel feral, but in a in a productive way. Does that in make a sense? productive way. Now, this weekend, you spent time in a lazy river, which is your dream, right? It's, it's the only dream I have, honestly. Uh, it's, the, it's my white my whale, only, my only dream. You yeah. need to put a lazy river around your house, like on the periphery of the property. Like, don't act like I didn't river. have this conversation with Ashley. I was like, we could fence in the whole <laughs> tiny property we have and just put like a winding lazy river, couldn't we? God, that'd be amazing. If yeah. you're listening and you have a lazy river at your house, please invite us over. We Let us know. It. Let us know. Let us know ah. what's up. So a lot of good uh, news items to get to. We'll start here with Cinema Side Piece and probably, I don't know, the last good news we'll have for a long time uh, with the box office because it's going to uh, get dark after this. Listen, here's the quote from a critic I, I read that said, the slate for the remainder of August and September is the bleakest since early spring 2021. As a reminder, that's pandemic time. So Woof. like the height of pandemic time. So uh, so this weekend we did have a couple of new movies come out. Only one actually made the top five, but it took the number one spot, so it's pretty good. It's Bullet Train. That is the Brad Pitt action thriller. It opened to $30 million, which is pretty good for a rated R non-sequel film. That's actually pretty good. It's a $90 million budget. They'll probably make that back. Um, now, critics did not, I, you know, I, I saw the critics. They didn't like love, love it. They liked it, but sure. they didn't love, love it. But the cinema score was B plus, and I went to see it, and I would argue B plus is a perfect score for this movie. Okay, I really liked it. I because a lot of the I haven't seen it yet. A lot of the reviews I saw kind of confirmed what I was afraid of. You know, um, 
so it feels so it's uh the critics are giving a 53 rotten tomato score the audience is about 78 where where do you lean on that yeah score? no it would, uh, see the problem is we've talked about this before in a school a b was 80 to 89 so um, b- no that's not true that is false uh a b was <laughs> that's what 80, it was in my school it was 82 to 89 that's crazy why would 81 be a c that doesn't even make sense on any planet i i don't know i don't know why isn't I, it I'm just curious every 10 a's are in the 90s b's are in the eight like a 60 is a passing barely you're getting mad at me. I didn't design this, Jamie. I agree no, with what saying, you're saying. I don't think that Aaron was that way at your school. Uh, a B was 89 to 80. Okay, good. See, I knew a this. B was, I was 89 crazy. to, okay, B was 80 to 89. I don't gotcha. know why she okay. said it that way. That but was yes, weird. That it was, is, <laughs> no, because you start at the top. No, you, you go 80 to 89. Aaron, is this when you realize you're dyslexic? And it's okay. No, That's okay. I'm not. I'm just bad at math. Hey, we'll support but, you. We'll support you. It's okay. okay. So I here's what I thought about this film. First of all, you have to go in. I think I thought it was going to be um, more serious. It is not serious at all. Like, what did you? Why did you think even, it was going to be serious? I don't what know. You, not not like John Wick, but like everybody was like, it has a John Wick vibe. Well, John Wick is pretty serious. Like, you think this was the sequel to Lincoln? Lincoln, and it was just going to be like very serious, <laughs> very lofty. No. Dee Dee Lewis never shows up, by the way. But let me tell you. Should. Okay, first of all, Brad Pitt's character is named Ladybug. Love it. Hate Ladybugs. <laughs> Love that name. Yeah. Uh, the cameos in this are great. It is so overstylized in a way that I freaking adore. <laughs> I love a movie that is so slick and so weird. It's got lots of flashes of light and whatever. But let me tell you the secret sauce. Brad Pitt being funny and hot, into it. Okay. Then Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. And Brian Tyree Henry. Right. They were together. I want them in everything together all the time. Their chemistry with each other was amazing. They were. They are equal stars to me. I, I, Brad Pitt is really what's kind of focused on. He sure. is not. I would argue he is not. This is an ensemble piece in every sense of the word. Well, it seems like he's the billboard and Aaron yes. Taylor Johnson and a lot of. Uh, can we? Are we doing the triple names thing? I thought only we assassins are. did triple names. I just like. I just want to get on the same page with everybody. They're all that. assassins, so maybe it worked out that way. Oh will... dang, man! That's I bet you're right. <laughs> Holy crap! So here's the thing. I I kept thinking if any B list celebrities were in this, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. But it's because it's these people, right? Yeah. And the cameos are magical. It's 20 minutes solidly too long, like uh-huh. for real too long. Okay. Like at one point, I was like, I gotta go. And the person I was with, like, it's not over. I'm like, I don't know, but I gotta go. <laughs> like, I wow. can't see and this is this is a two hour movie, so it's 20 minutes too it's long like in a two, two hour movie. Two hours ten, but you gotta. It's you know, two six. Gonna... I'm looking at it. Six minutes of credits. Don't do that. That's I know, crazy. But still, it it was it needed to be a one forty five period. Like, yeah. there's some monologues that I could have cut, but as long as because it really tries to lean into the funny, so it felt like uh, I saw a tweet that said it was like, um, what's the Aces movie? What's Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. Uh, That's exactly Jeremy what it is. Piven. Yeah. Big yes. Piven age movie. It is a Piven movie. So this is a Smoking Aces, usual suspects kind of vibe. You know, my best friend uh, Common is in Smoking Aces. Do you remember that? He's in. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, forgot that, I forgot that you were. Even Briefly, you know. when we shared eye contact, we kind of connected about that. And I was like, <laughs> you were great. And he's like, thank you so much. And we respected each other and moved on. I, man, uh, this has kind of made me want to see this because obviously I'm a huge fan of Brad Pitt. I guess I just. I don't know. Part of it, it, when he tries too hard to be funny, I don't like it. But then I think of Mr. Miss Smith and he's trying really hard to be funny that whole whole movie. And I still like that movie. So I'm probably going to see this now. No, I think you'll like, because the whole time I think I'm thinking, would this make someone like Brad Pitt more or not like him as much? I think everybody would leave liking him. Again, they try hard. It's a try hard at times where you're just like, okay, we get it. We get it. It's okay. You know what? Normalize trying hard, guys. Normalize trying hard. I know. These younger generations don't want to try hard. They want to look like they're trying hard. It's okay to try hard. It's okay to work hard. It's okay. Yeah, because when you don't try hard, you have dumb movies on Netflix that come out and you're like, this was the stupidest thing I've ever watched. Why am I watching Love and Gelato? This is the dumbest (laughs) thing. So this was fun and a good time. And I read that uh, Brad Pitt, that 60% of the box office of his movies are made overseas. Listen, the world loves Brad Pitt. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? Um, so then the rest, fill in the blank, DC, League of Super Pets, Nope, Thor, Minions. I will say Top Gun finally surpassed Titanic's uh, domestic gross. Wow. Can you, believe, can you believe that Top Gun Maverick has now made more money than Titanic? That is devastating. I don't even like that. Like that I, seems that's, hurtful. Honestly, anecdotally, that's a little stunning because that just has to be the global uh, capacity of it because I know for a fact like... No, that's domestic. Oh, domestic? No, what? it's not even international. It's domestic. How I just crazy know is that? people like my wife saw it like 22 times in the theater and she doesn't see movies multiple times. 
I don't understand. I've, I don't know anybody in my life who's like I've seen Top Gun Maverick twenty times, and I, I love I love the goose dance every single time. I Listen, if you're that. listening and you've seen Top Gun Maverick more than what three times let us know i would like yeah. to know let's have a i'm gonna stare in your face and be like what is wrong with you because listen in a few weeks top gun is gonna pass uh infinity war for domestic <sighs> gross do i care about that i'm asking you that sounded no, rude i'm not being rude that. but does no, anybody care, care about, about that? that no they don't care i care i like data you know i what? care too but it's like i don't i feel like i should care but i don't you know what i mean it i don't just even like care weird about that. because i do think infinity war is a better movie than and i like top gun maverick but it is a better movie i'm glad you brought this up because i just found out the other day that james cameron has like 16 avatar movies planned and oh, yeah. I just think on font choice alone, he is not going to break a billy on this new Avatar movie. And uh, I, I don't can't know. I believe I'm they're sticking with Papyrus. Like, mm. guys, we've moved on. It feels like I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm as stubborn as the next guy. I have a dog who's very stubborn. I, like, my whole brand is stubbornness. But Papyrus is a, is a weird font choice. So It is a weird. Okay, so coming this weekend, nothing that you want to go see in the theater. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You're not going to want to go to the theaters. But I thought I could have a few suggestions of things that you and I – or like, if you want to watch something at home, how about we do, uh, uh, let's call it a streamer roundtable. Mm-hmm. So if you are on Disney Plus, you can watch Lightyear. That's where you should watch it. Is it at home? You should not have gone to the theater to see that. Yeah. Um, on Prime, you can see The Lost City with Sandra Bullock, who does make an appearance in Bullet Train, as does Channing Tatum. Okay, so the <laughs> I, I'm interested because the Brad Pitt Lost City uh, cameo is like a big deal. It was like everywhere. It was, it was like lovely. He movie. was great in that. I haven't seen any promos where Sandra Bullock's like, guess what, Jokers? I'm an assassin on this train too no I'm she's not an assassin stuff. she's like a q like that's her job is she's like she's really like a she's like a uh operator a time life magazine operator who's like hey this guy can't do the job so you gotta go ladybug gotcha okay that's <laughs> so, like when influencers used to come on our show and be like i'll talk about your show and then they would do the interview and then they would never talk, about, never the talk about our show that's what sandra bullock just guys, did have you ever wonder why we ha- don't have guests that's why <laughs> so um okay so then on hbo max uh ex machina a beloved favorite, yeah. Whiplash. Guys, mm-hmm. if you've never seen Whiplash, it is fantastic. Belle, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, we love mm-hmm. her in Belle. And then mm-hmm. Belfast, which you, I think you, did you greenlight Belfast? Uh, yeah. No, it, maybe it was like a no, loose greenlight. I think, I, yeah, it was like a like a chill greenlight. Like a, you yeah. know, like a barbecue greenlight. You know, I, you can right. go see it, but it's, uh, it's very Irish and it's very, uh, it's very what it is. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's right. And if you are still one of the, I would say, what, 1,600 subscribers on Netflix, then you should watch. I know they lost wow. a lot of people. They lost a lot of people. Um, the Nice Guys, which is Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe at their most romantic. I it's love so Nice good. Guys so much. And then Dope. Dope is a great coming dope of age. Dope is a great movie. movie. Yeah. So if Dope would Netflix. have been made five years later, it would have been like one of the biggest movies in the culture. Oh, it would have won an Oscar. Not. It was. It's yeah. so good. Um, okay, let's do this. Uh, this is not box office recap, but there was a bit of a cinematic kerfuffle uh, recently with the movie uh, Batgirl, where, and I say movie loosely because it was going to be a movie, and then now all of a sudden it's not a movie. And the people who were involved in it, even though it was most, I, I would say, I've seen estimates like 90 to 95% done, um, it's just going to be shelved for reasons that are explained but maybe not fully so jamie when you caught wind of this well first were you like devastated that batgirl was not going to be in your life (laughs) no i do not enjoy dc other than that one wonder woman and then the christopher nolan batman yeah yeah that's about right yeah for the most part i'm not a dc fan um and I'm not a current Marvel fan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even like the current slate. But this, I was not devastated. But what I was interested in is why? Why? Mm. Why? Mm-hmm. What's going on? What's happening? Well, let me do a quick, guys. It's time for History Corner. Cinema History Corner. Okay? Okay. So, Warner Brothers. One of the biggest studios, original, 100 years ago. Literally, four brothers, last name Warner. Okay? They, in 1978, the studio was bought by Time. You know, Time Magazine. But Time owned a lot of stuff, and they owned HBO at the time. So now they're all, they became Time Warner. Then Time Warner went through puberty, merged with AOL, then looked up and went, ew, gross, why am I with AOL? And so they took back their name as Time Warner, got rid of AOL, and then they were bought in 2018 by AT&T, which was very controversial. I mean, even the Justice Department under President Trump was like, um, why would a phone company want to own I mean, that's not good. This yeah. feels antitrust. If you ever watched uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, this is why he kept going after AT and T because of this purchase. Right? <laughs> and he's now gone over his new uh, work daddy, uh, which is which we'll get to. So, um, and so they AT and T said, okay, we're now going to have this media arm called Warner Media. That's how mm-hmm. we're going to rebrand it. Well, last year that arm merged with Discovery, and they became Warner Brothers Discovery, and that is why Chip and Joanna and Succession are all now owned by the same company. <laughs> and this company all owns like guys when you think about what this company owns 
it's DC Comics, CNN, HBO, Oprah, HGTV, Food Network, Fandango, Rotten Tomatoes, and an, a total of 100 brands are now owned by this company. Now, the new CEO, who, have you seen him? I don't, I'm not going to talk about the way he looks. Zazz? Have I seen the Zazz? Of course I've seen the Zazz. Zazz looks like a guy who worked on Wall Street and uh-huh. then his 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 wife's dad made him come work for the company and he really just wants to be golfing. Bingo. That's what <laughs> my my comp was like a big Kevin James and Hitch energy and he married yes. Allegra Cole and guess what now he runs HBO. So what's up boners? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And my favorite thing in his cuz what how you find out what's going to be happening at these companies is when they do a shareholder scroll. Guys, your streaming service is not a ministry. It is not a nonprofit. It mm-hmm. it only it does not care about art. Be clear. It cares about dollars because it has to it has to be held accountable to shareholders. And so he went up and he was like, you know, the last guy who ran this, which he, is Jason Kalar, correct? Yeah, right. He was like, Jason wanted to make movies for streaming. We're not doing that anymore. No right. more streaming. We're going straight to theaters. And then he was like, you know how Jason took HBO out of Amazon's lineup? It's going back. You're going to be able to add it to your profile. And then he was like, you know how um, they had a plan for DC movies? No, that's stupid. And that's where Batgirl comes in. Because Mm -hmm. Batgirl, like you said, was like 95% done. And then what happened was they came back and they said, hey, we need to do reshoots. Which is very common on movies of that scale. But David, Kevin, uh, the Kevin James of media (laughs) conglomerates, he went, no more money. No more money going to that. And so they were able to write it. They call it writing it down, but it's really what you think of as writing off, like a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. And so they are able to say, hey, because anytime a company mergers, they can take all these things that that company has and write them off as a tax write-off. But that means that that thing can never come out for money. So that means that Batgirl can't go to a theater. It can't go to a streaming service even because you pay for Netflix or you right. pay for... So it can't ever legally be you you would have to be able to watch it free like at walmart like on one of their tvs in the back like yeah. electronics <laughs> like that's how Which you're gonna be able to watch back i've watched large parts of uh finding nemo <laughs> on those tvs so that's yeah, it's a good experience I've always, listen i've always wondered who are the guys that just stand there staring at the tvs it yeah. is you if if your wife is doing some like detailed shopping you right. go to target the front where they used to sell popcorn they don't really do that anymore but you grab a bag and you just meander to the back <laughs> you can take like 45 minutes of finding nemo God, it's a great experience good. now let me let me say this because you you gave yes, a lot of good please. data about Warner Brothers. Uh, number one, fun fact, the Animaniacs, I think they were based on all the brothers who founded Warner yes, Brothers. Yes, they were. Yeah, which that's is right. fun. But that also, I listened to a, uh, I think I might have read this audiobook at one point, but I ended up finishing it. It's called Tinderbox by James Andrew Miller. He is the king of oral histories. I think he's done. Wait, uh, you read it? Yeah, I, I did because oh. it's like, no joke, I think it's a 32 hour audiobook. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh and like the it's it's full of a lot of like uh, editing uh, errors where someone will be like, oh. and that's when I told Brian Cox in Succession to suck. Well, hold on, let me do it again. Like it's in the audiobook. Like no, it's just it's sloppiness. So I skipped ahead to a time period that I cared about, um, which was like post eighties, uh, and then it got really good. So if you're interested in the mergers and acquisitions of it all, that really painstakingly goes through why AT and T purchased, why Warner purchased, all the uh, the the creative minutia of it all so it's a, it's a really good listen if you're interested in the latter part of HBO or just like that the, the mergers and acquisitions of it all but the funny thing is I think uh, the Zaz uh, I do think this is a sound strategy because oh, yeah. um, the Jason Kalar the the person he replaced basically lost his job because he lost support of the creative community because he went straight to streaming now he had to do that because of the coronavirus you know et cetera et cetera blah 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 um, but he lost a creative community you can't lose a creative community Zaz is I think this isn't a good um, move against the creative community but from what I understand inroads were made and conversations were had of like yes. hey, this has to happen It's I'm not just going to be like later losers like this will be made right um, but for now they are trying to move away from the director streaming and they are trying to move towards anything we put out is really good in contrast to Netflix, right? We're not going to yes, flood the exactly. zone with mediocrity. We are going to really handpick really good stuff. And for all the er- early returns on Batgirl were, this is fine to this is not good. And when you're spending that much money and it's just going straight streaming, you can't draw a straight line to, well, we did Batgirl and we got 100,000 subscribers. This is the kind of stuff that happens. And quick update on the standing, loving it. Really loving it. Like my hands it. are free. You know what I like mean? Like no, no clots, right? No, no clots. No, no clots. And I'm kind of like shifting my standing uh, posture. And I'm, I, feel, I feel alive is what you I'm saying. F- you do feel like your yeah. blood pressure is up. 
unlike Batgirl, I feel alive and I feel like I can contribute to Kudos, something. We are sad for you and all of because sadly, the thing about Batgirl, the one sad thing was it was a pretty diverse cast and yeah. they're like, no more, going back to white people. And so, because Zaz does feel like he loves a show that's uh, anchored by white men. I'll be I hope not. I hope not. I hope <laughs> he is going to be very curational and, and uh, intentional. We don't have that, any evidence about that yet, but we will well, see. And like you said, Jason focused on going straight to streaming, which mm-hmm. did benefit HBO Max yeah. because it has 92 million subscribers. So it was focused on the audience. But unfortunately, Rapid's not going to come there, you know, because he's like, no, I'm not going to make a thing there. I'm not going to be in a show there. Honestly, I think with if Netflix doesn't have the uh, earnings report, it does not most recently, but previous most recently, um, the the vibe on streaming was great. And this is going to take over the world. And this is going to be the thing. If that doesn't happen, I feel like everybody is still chill with streaming. But unfortunately, Jason Clark got caught up with the, the tide shifted. So he had to go. So I, I, I don't disagree with the strategy. And even more, I don't disagree with the strategy of we don't need all them superheroes all the time okay oh, no. so yeah. i because i feel like we are in a superhero surplus and it's okay to trim the fat a little bit so we can highlight others right oh and yeah and look up if if uh, if warner brothers looks up and goes wait the flash is uh having some very difficult times ezra miller is not available for no. uh filming right now because no, he is it's, in it, it's not doing okay? it's not doing great the interesting i will say the one thing that was interesting to me about this was the data that these companies combined and they now have 50 billion in debt and nine billion in profit. I don't mean to like Dave Ramsey financial right. piece you. Yeah. But he would say you should not have merged. Well, and and so he definitely uh, uh, Dave Ramsey definitely doesn't want you to marry a person with credit card debt. No, I feel sure. like Dave, if if Dave Ramsey saw this balance sheet, he would have an aneurysm and die. Yes. But I do. Like, it's funny that you say that because obviously Zaslav he's trying to make uh, the, the the platform discovery HBO whatever it ends up being called more profitable. Uh, trimming 90, 90 million off a, a 50 million 50 mil, billion debt I don't know what Listen, that's like well look forward to succession season four where yeah. the cinematographer is from 90 day fiance because <laughs> that's what you're about to get that's like when I'm looking at our budget and I see that my Marlo spent five dollars on Robux and I'm like what the H Marlo what are you doing <laughs> It's not really um, imp- impacting our budget. But I, I, I did want to throw some superheroes at you that I thought we okay. could also get rid of. Oh, so good. as okay. to yeah, highlight the pertinent ones. Yeah. Number one, it's going to hit you in the heart. But I if just want to say, say Wonder it. Woman, don't even do it. Well, I don't say her now, but I will say her later. Okay. Uh, for <laughs> Daredevil. Don't get rid of the few women. You got to go, got to get rid of Daredevil. I don't, Ben Affleck's only Shut Daredevil up, I recognize. Cox. Did you see the footage? Did you see the footage though? He looks so good. It's Ben Affleck Daredevil and Ben no, Affleck not- Batman. That's the only ones no, I recognize. Ben, ben Affleck has to go, but Charlie Cox is a great Daredevil and he's going to be playing Daredevil. I don't, I think your, your, your headphones cut out. It's Ben Affleck as Daredevil and Batman <laughs> or I'm not here. Why Thank does Ben you. Affleck get to be all of them? He shouldn't because get to be any of them. You know why? Honestly, it's the unintentional humor of him, Ben Affleck, <laughs> being a lofty individual who is like, I am smart and I am with J-Lo and I am also Daredevil, which I, yes. is a person I'm not convinced he understands. Ant-Man. We don't, I think we're good with Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. Oh. I love him. We don't need any more Ant-Man. No, we I don't can think take we need a break. It. I agree with that. I agree with that. Bucky, I feel like the Winter Soldier bye. can go for a little bye. bit. Spiderman, oh gosh, let's just take a break. We'll appreciate it more if we take a break. Uh, the Flash, you mentioned, Fantastic Four. We've tried this like 10 times. It hasn't worked. Why are we doing it again? And listen, to all y'all who sent us the entertainment tonight that was saying that Emily Blunt is going to be uh, in the Fantastic Four with her husband. No, she's not. She has gone on record and been like, that wasn't even quality reporting. That was, that was ET, uh, although if you're getting ET news, like you're not getting quality reporting. Sure. Like, they're, they were like, wouldn't this be a dream? But they presented it as if it had been confirmed. And people were so excited. And like, and Emily like people came out and were like, no. You guys, <laughs> no. come on. If you're like reading Us Weekly for Facts, this like news for babies. Come on. <laughs> like know your news sources. And I love news for babies, but I put it in its place. Oh, I love you know it. For, yeah, I love it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Peacemaker, I just don't care. I don't think he's really peaceful. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Wonder Woman, there are too many potholes in 1984. And you know it. It's ridiculous. No, that's a horrible movie. But I let's just take a break. Watch- Let's just take a break. I take do think Gal Gadot is not a good actress. She can we backpack across go. Europe. She'll come back more worldly, more she understanding some, of how things work. Rolling Stone songs. I like, think don't. <laughs> anybody green, the Hulk, the Lantern, the Arrow, the Hornet, all of them. We're good with you guys for a little bit. <laughs> the Hornet. Uh, that's not a thing. It's an old one. I think. I mean, honestly, if I said, oh, yeah, the Green Hornet. 
If I said... How would I know that if that's not a thing? Aaron, have you ever seen The Green Falcon? Have you ever watched that movie? The Green Falcon? Yeah. No. The Green it, Hornet like, is a thing. Yes, it, it happened is a thing. in 2011. <laughs> Who was I, in it? Honestly, uh, I didn't know that. I thought I made it up, so... <laughs> Christoph Waltz is in it. I love Whoa! Christoph Waltz. Seth Rogen. Oh, Seth Rogen. What you love, Christoph Waltz? Name two other movies he's in. Uh, the Inglorious Bastards movie. Good. Got it. Got and it. And then there was another one that I really liked him in. It's Django. Say Django. No, I haven't seen Django. No, but say Django. And she oh. you'd be like, burn. Got you. Isn't it Django? Yeah, no. you got it. Oh. You got oh. it on the print. <laughs> is it not? Was it ready? Okay. It to not? be fair, to print to pronunciation correct me help her you would never help me don't help her (laughs) no i'm saying to pronunciation correct me is not a wild move you know what i mean that's that's not not i'm sorry i'm sorry is it insane that i think that it's spelled with a d it's okay now on Aaron's side i know why put the d there if you're not gonna why put the d there there's a k in a million (laughs) words that we don't use we don't say knuckles title of your sex tape i know i would be okay with being called canucks if like if that's what we need to get to Let's see. I, uh, Batman and Superman. I just feel like we're good with them. I want a Robin. Let's do a who Robin. Did you, who did you leave in? You took everybody. You know, I don't know. Just like Iron other Man's people. Dead. Spoiler. Iron Man's wow, dead. Jamie. Oh my gosh. You know, I read a report that, that they didn't even, that Marvel killed him on purpose. That they that, wanted him, they wanted to keep him. That John Favreau like, was like, no, don't. And yeah, but like, John Favreau was like, keep him. And they're like, he's too expensive because Robert Downey yeah. Jr.'s contract was too expensive because it was all back end deals. You're like, you're doing Mandalorian. You're not even doing with Pedro Pascal. Like, get out of my face. What are you yeah. doing, man? No, like get out of yeah. here so i feel like i feel like that'd be good i, I just feel like i not even if we have to get uh do away with them just like a model of relegation you know like your movie underperformed so you have to go away for three years i think that's fair i think the that's actor and the character or just are both yeah just both. the ip and the character or oh, that okay. iteration got it, got it. it you got to go away for a little bit yeah. this episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor aura frames It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. All right. Picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chompstick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chompsticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress 
stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PopCastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash PopCastPod. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters. And hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Um, okay, speaking of somebody going away, let's see how do we feel. Uh-oh. This is about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, uh, other uh, aka Skeet Davidson and Kim Kardashian, um, <laughs> aka their portmanteau, which I don't remember at this point. They have sadly... Did you get a little sad when you read this news? Because I got a little no, sad. Uh, no, you know what I got? I got uh, redeemed and all you haters who kept telling me this wasn't a PR relationship. Let me bring you full circle, shall I, really quickly of how I know that I know now, not just because they broke up. Nah, I'm not... I'm not that superficial. Mm. I'm going to give you the the facts, the Chloe connection, if you will. So Chloe, as a reminder, started dating Canadian basketball player. Yes, I'm identifying his nationality because not all Canadians are great. We love our Canadian listeners, but y'all get y'all get a pass where everybody, oh, everybody's great. Not Tristan Thompson. Wow. Not a great guy. Okay. okay. <laughs> so six years ago, he was expecting his first child with his girlfriend, Jordan, um, at the time, literally in her third trimester, when Chloe starts dating him, it's in the court documents, confirm the cheating. So she cheated. And as a reminder, guys, if they will cheat to be with you, they will cheat to be with someone else. Yeah. Okay? If they'll do it with you. They'll do it to you. That's okay? 100% right. And so uh, his ex-girlfriend, Jordan, has a baby named Prince. He pays $40,000 a month in child support. So then Chloe and Tristan, of course, have a baby girl in 2018 named True. Tristan cheats on her multiple times while she is pregnant publicly where he is photographed with his tongue in other people fill in the blanks Mm. okay and one of his cheating affairs results in a third child theo okay and then chloe goes on the record and keeping up with the kardashians she's like you know what i really want for true i really want a fully biological sibling for true so she doesn't want to meet someone new and have like you know a uh confidence and a faith in herself as a human because listen chloe's my favorite of all the kardashians i love her but one thing she is lacking is the confidence okay so she keeps going back to this dirt bag and so they hire a surrogate and their second child they confirmed was born last month now this surrogate began her pregnancy in november 2021 what is special about november 2021 well that is also the month that kim kardashian went public with her relationship with pete davidson now i said this was a pr relationship and all the romantics came from me they're in love they're in love well on friday august 5th at 4 p.m which by the way if you don't understand that is when you drop press releases and statements that you don't want seen by anybody this was friday this was friday this is when will smith dropped his apology video fyi (laughs) that's right (laughs) they don't want to talk about it okay nobody wants to talk about it and they're hoping that you're just off work and living your lives right and you won't see it well At 4 p.m., it's announced that Pete and Kim broke up. And then exactly 30 minutes later, a second announcement comes from the Kardashian camp announcing that Chloe and Tristan have welcomed their second child via surrogate. But nobody's talking about that baby. They're just talking about the breakup, which is exactly what Kris Jenner wanted you to do. You don't think this was planned from day one that in nine months you'll break up with him and then that way we can have the heat taken off because a lot of people are angry because they're like, Chloe 
is it worth it? Like to keep going to this guy's. I was trough? one of those. I was so angry, Jamie. <laughs> I, know you were. I was so. I that's why I left. That's why I took a vacation. Honestly, I said it was for Ashley's birthday, but I was so upset about Listen, this. It's disturbing to me. Listen, it's very disturbing to me that it, it appears that uh, Courtney has the most stable relationship of all these people. They're it's flying serious. commercial now. Did you see that? I was so excited for them and I the know. planet because one person decided to fly commercial. We're safe now. Climate change is over. We're safe now. We're safe. Do you know that? Do you know Robin Thicke is Canadian? I didn't realize that. Of course, Alan Thicke is Canadian. Why would he not be Canadian? I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. I, you I knew Alan, Alan Thicke was I, Canadian? Like I did. So I think Alan Thicke from Growing Pains, I think he was the first person that I knew was Canadian. And Alan like, Thicke, <gasps> or as Aaron calls him, Alan Thicke, right? <laughs> How dare you? It's a callback, Aaron. Do you get it? <laughs> so for me, Kim and Pete were a distraction, and they were a good time, but happy trails to both of them. Happy trails. So what? So let's talk about what they're up to next, because I feel like now, you know, obviously, if it's as orchestrated as you're saying, there's a plan for Kim Kardashian. Like, what's she going to pursue? Oh, yeah. I don't know that Pete Davidson necessarily has his ducks in a row, but obviously he's going to get into some stuff. What do you think is next for uh, both these two crazy kids? Well, for, for the record, he has three films on the horizon. The first that's already finished filming is a rom-com called Meet Cute with Kaylee Cuoco, who yes. both of them are on an upward trajectory. He, and listen, he's on an upward trajectory because of the Kardashians. Nobody yes. would even be talking about Pete Davidson if it was, if because we would have long forgotten about Ariana. And then he has two movies coming out, one called Wizards with mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom, mm-hmm. and then one called The Home, which is about a nursing home. I don't know. I don't feel good about that. But here's what I would say. Um, Pete Davidson, he dates power players, right? Ariana, Kim Kardashian. So I picked three genres. I'm going to let you pick of two choices from each uh, industry of okay. who you should date. First, sports. Serena Williams. Maybe she's finally over that Reddit guy. Okay. I feel like she's um, married to him, but we'll keep oh, going. Married. Yeah. They're, They're married. married. Uh, oh, oh, do people get divorced? When they're celebrities? Wow, Jamie. Wow. Do you yeah. ever do you ever see her be like, he's great? Yeah, he made billboards for her. No, that's not what I said. I said, do you ever see her say he's great? Yes, I do. I follow her on Instagram and she loves him. (laughs) Okay, well, then we won't pick Serena. We'll let Aaron choose. Uh, So not Serena. So therefore, he must date Oksana Bayul. Oh, I think she's married too as well. I think she's married as well. Who's she married to? I don't know. Founder of Reddit. Okay, how about TikTok? I'm going to give you two choices of the TikTok stars. Pass. Next topic. Next next category. (laughs) Elise Myers. Elise Myers. Okay. Okay. Or Emmanuel Todd Lopez. I don't know who Emmanuel Todd Lopez is, but I don't want to break up Elise and Joan. Listen, if Pete Davidson dated Emmanuel Todd Lopez, which is an emu on a farm, I think it would be very amazing. Okay, <laughs> final final choice. Government is the industry. You can choose Hillary Clinton, which she should move on anyway. We all agree, yeah. right? I mean, if she's Hil- not going to move on, uh, she didn't move on earlier. Like, why should she I mean, move on? I know, you know but I mean? Hillary Clinton or Amy Coney Barrett. Oh, Hillary. Oh, it's a real missed opportunity. I would like to see Pete Davidson be a father, a stepfather to Amy Coney Barrett's children. Uh, can I tell you the betting odds on who he'll, he'll date next? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Bridgerton Baby Bangs is the betting favorite right now. He already dated her. I'm just telling you what the what Vegas is saying. She's, don't go back. Phoebe, don't go back to him. He Number left two. you for Kim, for money, for cash from the Kardashian coffer. Don't do that. Amber Heard. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. God, you, did you see that Amber Heard was cast in a film? And I was like, good for her. Good for her. It didn't work out in court. Let's go back to work. I, like I just, that for her. I'm of the opinion that feels very messy. And I just want everyone to sort it out who the bad right. guy is, who the good guy is, and to come tell me. And then I will know what to feel. Sure. I don't, no, of course, I don't of understand course. right now. Right. Selena Gomez, Emma Watson, January Jones, uh, Shakira, Winona Ryder. That's a spicy long shot that I'm going to Winona put some Ryder. Yeah, I like that one a lot. No. And then uh, for Kim Kardashian, the betting favorite, this guy has stayed. He was the early he, before she got with Pete. Um, he was the betting favorite favorite, and that's Van Jones, Mister Van Jones. I listen. They have great chemistry. I would like look. I want her because again, this was a PR relationship while she. Because remember, as a reminder, Kim is still not divorced from Kanye because his fifth divorce lawyer quit Friday. That also was released because <laughs> she humbly asked the judge to set her free from yeah. representing Kanye in court. So my and I'm actually Kanye and Kim are getting along privately. I don't think they're together, but they're getting along sure. for the sake of their kids, which is great. But I they're not even divorced. So t- to me, that was the perfect PR situation. She knew she was leaving Kanye. Yes. And so she'd already announced that. And so it's like, OK, let's have a diversion for the nine months of this gestation of this baby. And yeah. now she can move on. Listen, I just say keep it on Drake. Just keep it on Drake. Just keep it on Drake. 
You know, that would be my that would be my that would be my betting advice. Um, but as in terms of what I think she should do next, I feel like she's like like a junior lawyer or like lawyer light or, or like lawyer Jason at this point. Is that fair? Did to she say? pass the Did she pass the bar? I feel like she passed a baby bar at some point, but I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to shame lawyers. I, they, I don't understand. No, I don't want to shame lawyers, but I do think you have to pass the big girl bar. That's what I thought. I don't know. I'm not like up to date on her law journey. Is what I'm okay, saying. Right, right, okay, right, right, so right. wherever she's at, right. that's where she is. You know. But I feel like I think maybe she should be the lawyer person in Law and Order. You know. You know, like the detectives are like, "You, well, we like got a actor? body." She, she should be an actress. No, that's the funny part. She could be Kim Kardashian, and they could explain it in one episode. <laughs> You know, she passed a big girl bar and now she's a prosecuting so just suddenly, attorney like, or something. I don't know. I don't know how like law how works. Do, how but, does law and order work? Like they do the crime in the front half and yeah. then they do the trial in the back well, half? Well, that's interesting. So it's like there's a crime and they introduce the killer, but you think it's just like a chill person or a bystander or the husband who's cool, but he ends up actually being the rapist. Uh, and then like they get they gather all the evidence and they give it to the... DA, I think, and then they give it to the guy. His name was McCoy. That's the only reason I paid attention when I was a kid. I was like, "That's sick. That's my name too." Oh, um, Sam Watterson. Is he alive? That's, dead boom. or alive? Dead or alive? Oh, I love this game. Aaron, you play too. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. Sam He's gotta Watterson. Be alive. He's dead. <gasps> no, you know that? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm a hundred percent sure. Sam I'm, Watterson. I'm twenty percent sure he's alive. Alive. <laughs> he's eighty. <laughs> he's eighty-one. Still kicking. 81, still kicking. Last I saw him, he was on the uh, Good for you. Good for you show not being dead. Good for you. With Jeff Daniels and Aaron Sorkin, and he was like not well used in that show. Listen, he returned as Jack McCoy in a revival of Law and Order. Jack oh, McCoy. Oh, you know what? I knew he was alive because he's in the dropout <laughs> that I greenlit. I was like, what have I seen in him recently? And it's Are you dropout. guys thinking what I'm thinking? Jack McCoy's got a new girlfriend. Shows up. Boom. It's Kim Kardashian. Guess Kim what? Jack K? McCoy, he died. We have a new district attorney in town. Her name's Kim Kardashian. Fresh off the skeet. I'm into you know? it. What's the music? Play it right now. <laughs> Did you know uh, Peter, one of his roles you didn't read, and I don't know why you didn't, honestly, was uh, he's going to be the voice of Marmaduke. So I think that's the interesting. The dog. Yeah. Do you know anything about Marmaduke? Uh, doesn't he Doesn't he uh, drool a lot? Is it's that a dog, <laughs> so it's a limited range of experiences. <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with dogs in uh, Hollywood. So he's like, he's like a realistic Clifford. He's like a big dog, but not like that big of a dog. He's just Wait, a dog. Wait, Clifford's huge, though. Clifford's, like Clifford's the size a of a big house. red dog, but Marmaduke's just like a reasonably large dog. So it's kind of How large? Like a, a six foot? Well, I'm, I hate that you asked me this because I did look it up. He's about 40 inches tall is what Google tells me. That's embarrassing for you to suggest that that's big. How, uh, how, uh, how, how tall do you think Clifford is? Clifford, the big Clifford, red dog. If he's 40 inches, what's, how much, how many inches are to fit? Uh, he's 12 feet tall. So 144 inches. Uh, you didn't have to do the inches, but math flex. Good for you. Aaron, do you want to guess how tall Clifford is? Uh, I think he's as tall as th- a three-story house. Dang. <laughs> so not a number, just a so general idea. <laughs> so three, isn't a story normally 10 feet? 10 feet? Did you, were you, feet? did you not want to say inches? Like you felt like you had to convert to inches like Jamie I don't did? understand space. Like <laughs> spatial, okay. I, like I, I don't Okay, how tall is he? Let me give you context. So, uh, Peppa Pig is seven feet, one inches. Okay. <laughs> This is this is a whole internet deal. This was adjudicated last year. Yes, Peppa is a girl. Yeah, she has uh, Daddy Pig and Mummy Pig and Brother George. It's a hundred percent right. <laughs> you got it on the George the yeah. accent. You it. <laughs> uh, Daddy Pig is fourteen feet two inches tall. Mommy Pig is. Are uh, they I'm sorry, ever with humans? This is uh, hell. That sounds like hell. Eleven feet six in- inches for Mommy Pig. So Clifford's ten feet tall. So Clifford's right in that zone. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. 
Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. All right, let's do what's the word. And this okay. was news that dropped recently that they're, you know, that Fidel Castro biopic you've been waiting on, Jamie, that we've both been waiting on. Forever. They finally cast it. They have a vision for it. And none other than uh, Jimmy Franco himself is playing the old Cuban dictator. How did you feel about this news? So the word is why? Why is this? A couple reasons. First of all, we have the Creeper History, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, the first thing I saw, I thought was, Fidel Castro is Cuban. Why would we have a have a, a James Franco? Now, the internet tried to convince me that, oh, no, 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 no. He is Latinx. Don't you worry about it. And it's because... Did Franco his, is? No. His... No. No. He... Like, in the same way that, you know, you went to high school with kids who would be like, um, I'm oh, my God, I'm Cherokee. Cherokee. I'm yeah. Cherokee. No, you're not, Brittany. No, you're not. You're not Cherokee. So that's him. He... His father is half Portuguese, half Swedish. Oh, okay. That doesn't feel... That doesn't feel it, and let me F- FY, let me FY some genetics for you. Swedish trumps everything. Like oh. you just it, Swedish is too too powerful. Yeah, too, too powerful. Yeah, okay. That the white Norwegians skin comes are going to come from you. Is that Norwegia? Is that a, is that a word? You got it. You got. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you convert Nor- that to inches too. Netherlands <laughs> is that the same as Norwegian? No, I don't think it is. Mm. I've only been on the Norwegian cruise ship. Yeah. I don't you can know say anything about at any point when you're comfortable, you can say Norway. <laughs> don't rush it. But when you're ready, you just say <laughs> Norway. It. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so this film, it's an indie film. It's called Alina of Cuba. Now, mm-hmm. Alina is one of Castro's nine children. Um, she did not find out that that Castro was her father until she was 10. She became a critic of his government, and she fled to Spain in the early 90s and now lives in the U.S. Now, Fidel Castro, for those who don't know your history, he was the mm-hmm. leader of Cuba from 1959 to 2008. He's the longest-serving non-royal head of state in the 20th and 21st centuries. Now, he is – it's funny. I saw a thing that's like, Castro is polarizing. Is he? Oh, is he polarizing? Is I don't understand. He, are, who, who is on Team Castro? Castro. Who's spin zoning Castro Guys, right if now? If you're on Team Castro, please come to our Instagram comments. Because they were like, he advanced economic and social justice. Um, for I himself, for I would him, say. He just kept himself out of jail. He did yeah. not do justice for anybody else. Listen, he, this was a dictator who had tons of human rights abuses and basically impoverished an entire country. I yeah. would not say that's like, oh, that's a good guy. So in those respects, uh, it does feel like James Franco is the right choice. In sure. every way. And when you do look at them side by side, and the producer was like, we just, he has a facial likeness. We didn't care about authenticity. Uh, although he is, no, he's still a quarter Portuguese. Don't worry about it. Now, I like, do understand that point because I do, when, especially the picture they chose to show James Franco, I was like, okay, I kind of do see the beard. I see that whole aspect of it. But it's, it, that felt, this was like such a layup to be like, don't, don't catch James Franco because it's James Franco. And not only is it just James Franco, but there's also like a bunch of other issues attached to James Franco. So if you don't have, yeah. if it's not James Franco required, why right. actually use him here? Yeah, because John Leguizamo, the actor, he he posted, and but this is what he said. He said, how is this still going on? How is Hollywood excluding us, but stealing our narratives as well? No more appropriation, Hollywood and streamers boycott. Plus, seriously difficult story to tell without aggrandizement, which would be wrong. I don't got a prob with Franco. Yeah. Okay, well, that was your mistake because you should have a prop. Listen, this is a guy, y'all, as a reminder, this is a guy who, like, on Live with Kelly and Michael had to confirm texts that he had sent to a minor wanting to hook up with her. And when Live with Kelly and Michael are are making you answer that question, (laughs) you screwed up. You've done very bad things. Also, as a reminder, he also had to settle a court case with students that he had had sex with at his fake theater school. 
and had to pay them $2.2 million. And then later did an interview with Jess Cagle, who I really love, but did an interview and was like, oh, you know, I was just a sex addict and I've been in treatment now mm. and I'm all better. Now, listen, yeah. some people really do have sex addiction, but they don't get to go back to their jobs where they could ha- use their power to be sex addicts again with people who are have less power than them. Okay, this is super interesting because it, it touches on an issue, which number one, uh, Fidel Castro features prominently in Mummy Freaking Four. So it's just like, it's just serendipity right now. Oh, but the, you know? he's not a good guy. He's not No, he's not. A, he's he's, he's yeah. Fidel Castro. He's right. like, because obviously he overthrew uh, who is in power, which if you watch Godfather 2, there's a whole subplot about that. And it was like, <laughs> right. we're going to liberate Cuba from the American influence. And then he was just like, well, I'll just Remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? Have you ever heard that term ever? Yeah, it's okay, because we're trying guys. to kill him. And it turns out, and actually the Cuban Missile Crisis makes an, uh, a showing and Mummy Freaking Four, honestly. Oh, as it uh, would. On, uh, part of me just wants to say everything is in Mummy Freaking Four, and then when it finally comes out, it'll be like, whoa, that was actually not true. But there's actually... <laughs> that really is. A, it is actually in Mummy? <laughs> it is. It's a bit of a subplot. But um, I like this idea. Uh, I'm not saying I like this casting in this movie, but I'm, tr- I'm interested in this idea of... So we, so we have two problems, and we have an opportunity, Jamie. Okay? Okay. We have problematic people in our culture not knowing... When are they cool to come back? To what extent should we keep them at arm's reach or whatever? Um, but I like the idea of casting these problematic people as problematic people from history so we can like punish them with a subconscious Venn diagram of association, right? So it's like, because you did these skeevy things, you have to be Fidel Castro. So we'll always kind of keep a part of you in our head that you were a Cuban dictator accused of human rights issues to remember in your real life, you did humans right, human okay. rights issues, you know? Because I, with my with my son right now, we're rewatching the Hunger Games. And obviously the big part of the Hunger Games is we're doing these, so y'all remember when you revolted and we had to kill you and stuff like that. So now we have to kill your kids so you don't forget, right? So I like this right. idea of casting problematic people as bad dictators so we don't forget about but, things they did. But you agree he should not be paid for that role. He should, like, they should cover his meals and oh, his no, lodging no, no. That goes Hampton. to the victims or it goes to a charity or whatever. Yeah. And he has to just, like, be in the role. So that's why I think, okay. like, I had, like, I was thinking of Hitler, right? It's a big, I actually read a list and it was, like, worst dictators ever. I assumed Hitler would be number one. Hitler oh, wow. number four. Okay. So like, wow, I was like, whoa, game changer for me, oh. you know, but I was like, Hitler, mm, Ellen DeGeneres, boom. Okay. Dang. Your workplace was toxic. <laughs> that was weird. I feel like your hair is already kind of short in that. And we can put a mustache on you and then you can work it out. Got it. You got it. Got it. Your, your talk show back. Yeah. Um, like it. Saddam Hussein, uh, Mr. Big, Chris Noth from uh, Sex and the City. Boom. Poor Chris. Poor you want to come Saddam. back? You got to be Saddam. I'm sorry. You're not going to get paid for it either. We're going to give that to all the people you victimized. Joseph Stalin, Roseanne. I feel like that'd be hilarious, you know, oh, wow. just because he's probably yeah. he was number two on that list of worst of all uh, dictators. Uh, and if you want to, that a BuzzFeed article? Worst no, it wasn't. In but history. that would be a great that would be a great BuzzFeed article. But I, I just think say, this is a good way. No, to do I it. think that's a brilliant idea because listen, I don't think any of us. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think any of us have missed James Franco. No, I haven't been like, man, there's a James Franco says hole in my heart. And no, I just want it filled. and you know why there's not a hole? Because we got Dave. We don't need James. See, and I just think. This could be part of the Oscars right before they announce like the best picture, best director, best actor, best actress or whatever. It could be like, and now we're going to tell you this crop of problematic people and the dictators from history, they will be playing. Like there's like Leopold II, he was, uh, he's probably killed like 10 million Congolese people. Like that feels, I don't know where we're at with the Johnny Depp and like, it feels like he's skewing more bad now because of things coming out post trial. But it's like Johnny Depp, boom, you're Leopold II and you just got to be that dirtbag, that skeezer right now. Just for the record, I did just Google um, di- dictators and BuzzFeed. Yeah. And the first article is eight uh, tyrannical dictators still alive and in power. Ooh, and then okay. the next article is, these are both BuzzFeed, the 25 most ridiculously dressed dictators. Uh, okay. Apologies to Robert, the president of Zimbabwe. You're I thought you were going to well say 25 dictators who could kind of get it. I thought that's where BuzzFeed Well, there is that. later a quiz, which dictator are you? So we will link, mm, of course, to you. Okay. <laughs> God, okay. can you imagine if you're like, uh-oh. You've got That's a big Idi Amin vibe to me, Jamie. That's kind of what I'm tracking with. <laughs> I don't know. I just you, feel like it could be a whole ceremony. You're more of a Kim Jong Il, so mm. good luck to you. I Thank you. Know. Very isolationist yeah. and introverted. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks, I guess. Um, okay. Well, that's our conversation on the more you know. The more you know. Um, as always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 466. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? 
Um, my red light is love, and I'm specifically mm. targeting this this week, Dane Cook and Kelsey Taylor. Kelsey with an I, you knew that. You already knew that because Dane Cook is 50 and uh, Kelsey is 23. Now, let's do some math, everybody. So they were romantically linked first back in May of 2017. But that is misleading because if you just scroll back all the way to 2016 in Dane Cook's Instagram, these pictures still exist, by the way. You get to see he would host game nights at his house. And then it would be a slew of middle-aged men, including Seth Green. And then it would be all 16- and 17-year-old girls. Oh, no. Bella Thorne showing up at these game night parties like a lot of like ingenue actresses who are now on OnlyFans. listen this is a problem now he said this he once shared in an instagram q a this is a direct quote he said we met at a game night i host at my place we were friends for a while and soon after fell in like and then upgraded to love she was 17 in the first photo where i found her in this instagram feed he was ready 44 44 oh, years old. No. Listen, if you listen if you're listening right now and you have a 17-year-old daughter, would you be cool with her dating no. a 44-year-old man or woman? How would you feel about that? You would, I not would feel be good about it. In jail, to be honest with you for assault, cuz that's how you. I would get down. And so, and listen, he had a history of this. He had previously dated uh prior to Kelsey with an I, he dated Amanda when she was 20 and he was 39. Okay. Okay. Look at that spacing. Listen, my favorite tweet about this, and this is really where the red light becomes a green light, is Hoots Hoot Little on Twitter said, "Wow, crazy to think that while I was in high school, being all like Dan Cook isn't funny, he just shouts things. His fiance was developing fine motor skills and her sense of object permanence. No, no. And some people were like, well, they've been together five years. That's called grooming, everyone. That's called grooming." Welcome just, to me explaining this to you. He has a big uh, sitcom dad in the 90s face going on right now, you know, because he's old. I mean, he's just older. You know what I mean? Let's pull back that Juvederm. I don't know how many points you're getting in the Alley app, but you need to pull back that Juvederm, my friend. Ooh, it's, it is I, a tough, I, tough gander. And honestly, if I'm Dane Cook's publicist right now, I'm like, Dane, it can't be love. It's obviously lust. But when you put this incredibly young person next to you, it makes you look worse. Did you really want to do this? You look so bad. Oh, my gosh. And it, I don't think he, like, objectively necessarily looks terrible, but he's standing no, next no. to a picture of youth. You know what I mean? It's not going to be good for him. Yeah, so, like, all her things are, like, right where they started. You know, they're all popped out in the right yeah. place. Your stuff is, has been attacked by gravity for 50 years, you know? He, it almost looks like the actor portraying Harvey Weinstein in the Harvey Weinstein biopic coming out later this well, year. Well, it's a great casting, I'll tell you that right <sighs> and he's wearing it's like he's on a beach but he's wearing adidas cargo pants that aren't even swim trunks they're just like cargo pants it's like come on get your life together man i just I don't get like your life together okay what's your red light i'm gonna uh, permission to rapid red lights <gasps> yes i want to okay. hear a rapid red light yes I, I will pay the licensing fee because obviously Thank you. this is, this is your you. bit but i wanted to borrow it fresh off vacation had some time oh, yeah. to think number one i want a red light popeyes i love popeyes i tried to introduce my kids to popeyes oh, when yeah. we rolled up to popeyes they said great so happy you're here we don't have fries today you can't be a fast food restaurant and not have fries that's insane listen popeyes is 100 percent of the time out of two things 100 percent of the time popeyes 100 percent of the time will not get you what you actually ordered you're just hoping <laughs> it's close enough but to just be like you don't have fries. I'd rather they just not give me fries and give me like 10 biscuits like they usually do. Oh, but yeah. Whatever. Uh, Bloody Marys. Um, I didn't know until now that Bloody Marys are Bloody Marys and they're incredible. So red light to me. Oh, this is your first time. You just discovered Bloody Marys. I had a bacon infused Bloody Mary at no. brunch the other day, Jamie. It was incredible. Too good. Changed Too my much. life. Uh, I don't understand. You alluded to this at the top. Why have we normalized Lazy Rivers? Why don't we have them more places? Why are we doing that more? Why don't we person privatize? Yeah, because it feels Lazy like I, I, I'm not a I'm not a physicist, but it feels like lazy river lazy rivers uh, they keep the bacteria moving faster, so it disappears quicker. I agree. I don't know if that's logical, but that sounds right. <laughs> you know, it sounds like a digestive tract. Yeah, you know, thanks, whereas right? a pool just sounds like uh, like a toilet where stuff sits, and that's not good. I no. love lazy rivers. Uh, Gulf Coast beaches are trash. They're terrible. You've always got nasty uh, seaweed. You always look like toilet water. God. Are you going to make another case for Hilton Head being a superior beach to the Gulf I'm not, beaches? No, I'm just saying, in my experience, you're Gulf Coast, you have 30A. There's too much traffic. Everything's a wait. Uh, you have seaweed all the time. Um, oh, your yeah. flags are always out. Double reds, single reds. There's yellows and purple, which don't means there's a shark. Don't you want to not die? Don't you want to not die? Who I, I swims in the ocean? Up. You wanted to swim in the ocean? 
all I want to do is go stand in the ocean by myself and get destroyed oh. by a wave. That's all I want in life. And I can't do that because <laughs> your freaking flags are out. And I have to have an uh, uh, astrophysics degree to understand the flags. People in the South, we stare. We stare. We do. We do. And that's just we what do. it is. And it's annoying, especially when you're on a lazy river and the same people are staring at you because you're reading a book with the word GD in the title. I'm sorry. It's going to be a, re- a green light next week, but it's a great book. But it's like, just let me live. Jamie, I'm going to red light you because oh. you hate on flip-flops. I've been wearing flip-flops for like 12 days straight. It's incredible. It's amazing. You know My what feet you have? have never looked better. Uh, you have a foot fungus that will show up no. in about no. nine days. My nine feet have never looked better. Days. I just did a treatment. Got all the dead skin off. They're ma- I've got right. compliments on them, to be honest with you. I was drinking. I was. I had my leg. How, like how on my much? Knee. They, how many Bloody Marys had they had? They when had. They complimented you. Two and a half, but right, they were exactly. like great slides, <laughs> better feet, bro. And I was like, thanks, man. These are how dudes talk. Untoxic masculinity. Hashtag. <laughs> so I just had. A, I just. I just want us to normalize lazy rivers and Bloody Marys. That's just what I'm saying here. You know. God, Bloody Mary while in the lazy river. Let's go. Let's go. Listen, a lazy river where you have a float that's in behind you and in front of you with a little tray, like a little tea tray. I love, it. I love, love it. it. I don't know love what's it. wrong with this. Uh, yeah. What's your green light this week? Okay, so I have two green lights. The first is the movie 13 Lives on Amazon Prime. So this was, we had mentioned this because we were like, why is this on Amazon Prime? This is a Ron Howard film. This is starring Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell and Joel Edgerton. And I found out why, which I'll share at the end. But I watched this. The screenplay was the was William Nicholson, who did Gladiator and Shadowlands, like Oscar nominee, mm. okay? But this chronicles the events of the 2018 uh, Tam Luang uh, cave rescue, where the soccer team, football team, uh, had their coach and their coach were trapped in a cave for 18 days. Now, I know you might be like, well, we know how that turned out. I know you know, but listen, Ron Howard is really good at taking something that you know how it turned out and he makes it in a film and you're like, oh my gosh, Apollo 13 was so good. And I think 13 is his lucky number. So this movie, here's what here's what I would say. Let me tell you who is the best in this movie. Would you like to guess who is the most phenomenal actor in this film? I would say Colin Farrell. It is Colin Farrell. Yeah. He plays this like compassionate, tender torn diver it's so good there were so many things i did not remember about the story because you know news travels fast but like for example that all of the kids had ketamine to get them out of the caves they oh. ketamine them they Dang, ketamine them you guys and so all i remember was elon musk accused somebody of being a pedophile who's trying to rescue them yes and he had to circle that back. they do not feature elon musk or his child-sized submarine in this mm. uh story but okay. it is so well done and this is what i found out so this movie was supposed to, this is an MGM film. It was supposed to be released in April 15th, 2022. And then it was postponed because they showed it to test audience and it was the best test scores in MGM's history, like what? 100 year history. But then guess who bought MGM? Amazon. And Amazon oh. was like, it's going to Amazon. <laughs> so that's what happened. This movie wasn't even supposed to come out until November, but because Amazon bought MGM, acquired them, they were like, it's coming out. So guys, this is on your TV on Amazon Prime. So it's an excellent movie. So that's the first thing. And it, listen, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, this is so stressful. And I knew that they all lived. Guys, that's not a spoiler. They all lived, but still, it was so good. It was so You good. know, it was interesting because we tried watching it and I felt like the first women's are very slow. They very, are very slow. And it felt like, because I, I saw the scores, I was like, "Well, I'm missing something here. This isn't. This isn't. I'm not. I don't have the correct take yet." But it felt weirdly like a streaming movie, not a theatrical movie. So I wonder if Amazon might have been the the best move for them to oh, not have so. to open against Bullet Train, you know, to be like, yeah. it's a quieter, but it's still like a, like really well-reviewed. Well, and Vigo and Colin don't show up for a hot minute. And so right. they don't show up. And, but you don't, somebody asked, because Aaron was like, my kids can't handle child separation in a movie. <laughs> and I go, because they, that's why they can't watch the first 20 minutes of Narnia because sure. they don't like the child separation. Yeah. But I will say just FYI, they don't show the children's perspective hardly at all. It's right. really from the rescue perspective. So, and then my second, y'all, I was not ready. This was a book I was anticipating and it lived up to every expectation. And it is a memoir from Jeanette McCurdy. Remember Jeanette McCurdy who played Sam and I Carly and then was mm-hmm. in Sam and Cat? Do you like, did you like Sam and Cat? Uh, it, it, I, I missed it. It was not my you time. It. That's right. It wasn't my time either. That's why I think this memoir is so good because I didn't even know who Jeanette McCurdy was. And I love this memoir. It's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. Listen, it is so, it's kind of her story of her being a child actress and the, of, of course, her difficult relationship with her abusive mother, Debbie, who did die in 2013. Um, so this is the story of Jeanette from age like three to 21, because that's how long her mom had breast cancer. Um, 
Y'all, this is one of those coming of age stories. One of one of the thing one of the things is Jeanette McCurdy has left acting several years ago and became a writer. She writes freelance for lots of outlets, um, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all kinds of places. And she's a great writer. So that's the first thing I will say. She's a great writer. This coming of age story is tragic and hilarious. Like she managed to make so much real toxic experiences in her life really she manages to see them with a lot of grace and a lot of humor and it's not that manufactured strategic grace that you see from a lot of people it's like oh i just am thankful for the road that brought me here shut up shut up shut up i really want somebody to be like no she sucked and i'm glad she's gone because <laughs> she was awful to me and listen trigger warning there's disordered eating there is severe parental abuse in this story but i think if you're like me and Graham sevens i think you'll really love it it's definitely not a protect the vibe book but it is is a fantastic memoir it is so 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 very good okay what's your green light my green light number one i have an extreme uh nerd alert book um Uh it's called the monster's bones by david k randall no relation um but it is the story about uh really the advent of uh paleontology and us as a species realizing that there are dinosaurs and what that means and how that transformed belief and like culture, uh, okay. but really it centers around uh, the, this main character named Barnum Brown and uh, his pursuit to uh, try to find fossils on behalf of uh, uh, a New York museum. Uh, and it's funny because they uh, combine these two, or they don't combine, they connect these two characters, Barnum Brown and the curator of the New York Museum. Uh, I think it's, it's something Osborne. Uh, I don't remember his first name, uh, but um, it's so interesting because they managed to weave this story together about finding the first partial to mostly intact Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton and how that led to Nazism, you know, and eugenics. Casual, casual. (laughs) It's really interesting how they got there uh, and how it like dovetails into World War II. This Barnum Brown character is a very interesting character. You can tell the book holds back because uh, it sounds like they do a side swipe on he's a big horn dog, um, but he's also really good at finding fossils. So they really focus on the fossil I'm kind of into that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, they were like, you know, lumberjacks would leave, and he'd be down with the ladies, just hitting that, and you have to pay them <laughs> off. But then he'd find like a Diplodosaurus or, or something, so it's like a whole national issue. Um, but it's a really great. It's a quick listen. I uh, listened on audiobook uh, on the drive back, and it was a very interesting, very quick listen. But if you're interested in paleontology or just the study of fossils or just trying to place when we learned about dinosaurs and what that meant for the world at large. Uh, it's a really good listen. And the other one is a TV show. It's uh, on Apple Plus. It's called Trying. And Trying is really interesting because I've heard a lot of people talk about it and I had resisted giving it a shot. Uh, but it's the story of a couple, it's basically the story of a couple uh, who can't have kids they want to adopt. And the really interesting part was once I realized uh, it, it reminded me of a show and I couldn't put my hands on what it reminded me of, but it's like Catastrophe with Rob I Delaney and Shannon, Shannon Horgan, yeah. or Shannon Horgan uh, but without the kids yet, right? Okay, so I love it's, that. It's more sweet, um, but it's told from the perspective of this couple who they want to have kids and it's their friends influencing them and their families influencing them and their lifestyles influencing them. But it's a it's a nice 30-minute kind of comedy. It's very light, it's very sweet, but it's also very funny um, as well. So I uh, uh, encourage anyone looking for something in that sweet spot to, uh, to give it a shot. Okay, I love that. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for regard memory time, you do doing shopping on Amazon. Make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link. A favorite item purchase using that link this week was, Jamie, this is just a bag of giant Smarties. It is like giant Smarties. Like they're huge. They're massive. When I saw so, it, I was like, they're not going to be that big. And then when I saw the picture, I was like, dang, no, that's big Smarties. They're massive. So there's $8.99 and you get nine. You get nine. Now this has 170 global ratings, 4.6 stars. I will tell you that... There was a one-star review that was not having it. This is what they said. Um, I would have never purchased this item if I had known. Upsets me that this is allowed to be sold on Amazon. What you actually get is nine sticks, not a box. What? The product description is completely inaccurate. Beware. All right, you guys. So be careful out there when you buy your giant Smarties. Yeah, be safe out there with your Smarties. That's right. Okay, you guys, I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Cohen. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.